supply state. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Sir. I must say again that I really enjoyed this study this morning from Reverend Jenkins. Amen. 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 And I hope that God will give me the opportunity to sit in again and hopefully the next Sunday. Okay? Because there's a lot. I don't know about you, but there's a lot I got to learn. Yes, sir. Amen. We're going to go ahead over and start with our devotional service. We ask that you join with us here. Let's celebrate and praise God. Yes, Lord. You know, for whom all our blessings flow. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Glory, glory.
we have among us here this morning, ladies and gentlemen, the visiting deacon of the lake, I'm going to do some stuff before we continue our devotion. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Well, we'll thank you right now, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We're glad you're back in the house of prayer one more time. Yes, thank you, Lord. Didn't have to do it, but he did. Yes, he did. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And I'm thankful for it right now.
my soul to save and fit it for the sky.
done with Rome. God in connection will be done at the end of the hour. God, somebody can come crying. I am, I am, I am. Hold on no longer. Let your hands on the throne. Let your hands on the feet I hold the wheel. God, one touch of you and everything will be all right. Oh uh -huh.
doxology. Some reason he 
you have been with us, we've been to ourselves, but more faithful to us, we have been to him. He has kept us and we're still here, right? Amen. We want to be thankful for that. Let us come together corporately and pray his power and agreement. The Bible said we want to put a thousand to fly. Yes, Lord, yes. But two put ten thousand to fly. So let us pray. Anticipation and expectation. Oh Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Father God, you are God from ages past. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, Lord. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. You never change. You do what you say you will do. Yes, Lord. You're faithful. We are happy, oh Father God. We are so thankful that you are a covenant-keeping God. Yes. Father God, you don't depend on us to keep our promises. You just keep it with yourself. Yes, Lord. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way. We thank you, oh God, for clothing us and giving us a reasonable portion of our health. Yes, Lord. We thank you for that. Father, we give you thanks for a right mind, Father God, because you woke us up this morning and gave us a mind to know that we ought to come in this place and give you some praise, honor, and glory. Yes, Because you're so worthy. We thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, because you give us good mercies each and every day. Father God, so I we ask you to raise us a clean heart and renew us the right spirit. Yes. And then when you've done that, oh, Heavenly Father, we ask you to fill us up with a fresh anointing from the sole of our feet to the crowns of our head. Father God, we come corporately together right now because we realize that you've taught us that there is power in agreement. Father God, right now, somebody needs you for one thing and somebody needs you for another. Yes. Father God, we don't know what our neighbor needs, but Father God, we know that you're more than able to deliver them for whatever they're going through. Yes. You're more than able to provide for us what we need. Father God, we know that you are a battle axe in the time of the battle, so we ask of Father God to intervene into our spiritual world, Father God. Bind Satan right now. Bind everything that he sends our way right now. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Father God, we are weak and you are strong. Yes, Lord. We realize that without you, we can't do nothing but in you and through you. All things are possible. Yes, so Father God, I stand at this place right now. Please, that you are appointed to ask, no Father God, that you bless your people in a mighty way right now. Yes. Move upon their lives, oh Father God, like you never moved before. This is their desire, oh Father God, not to walk against the dictates of your word, but it's our desire to line up with your word and do your will. Yes, so yes. Father God, strengthen us where we can build us up over torn down. Yes, Lord. Right now, in the mighty and majestic name of your son called Jesus. Yes. Father God, right now, someone needs you for a financial blessing. We ask you to be Jehovah Jireh in their life, Father God. Bless the hands of those households as they struggle to make ends meet, oh Father God, and continue to serve and believe in your name. Father God, we ask you to come against the spirit of poverty and failure right now. And let the spirit of prosperity and success deal and dwell within the lives of your people. Father God, we know that you are more than able to deliver them. Father God, so heal the body of someone that's ill right now. It's in frame, flame and frail right now. Yes. Father God, you know that by your stripes we are healed right now. And you are a bomb in Gilead. So right now, Father God, heal the body. We know all sickness are not unto death. 
So right now, Father God, we ask you to deliver them right now, heal their body for those in the presence of me and those on the line. Father God, right now, I just have your way. Father God, some of in the physical fighting their life, the spiritual fighting their life. We ask you this right now, that the blood of your son Jesus come against any foul and malignant spirit that is risked up in the lives of your people right now. Father God, right now we know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty to the teardowns of strongholds. So Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, have your way in the life of your people. They need a deliverance from whatever ties them bound. Whatever stronghold that they do not need to be in, Father God, I ask you to break through that stronghold, oh Father God, and move by your spirit in their life right now. And Father God, if you give us a chance, oh dear Lord, please give us a spirit of thankfulness in the midst of our circumstance and situation. Give us a spirit of thankfulness, Father God, so that we are able to thank you even in the midst of our storms. Father, if you just do this for us, we won't wait till the storm is over. We won't wait till the rain stops falling and the lightning stops flashing. We will bless your name, Father God, right now. Father God, we know that you're more than able to deliver us. Father God, bless your people right now. And there's something, oh God, that I have forgotten to say. It's something that I forgot to mention in this prayer. We ask that you allow your Holy Spirit to make intercession for us because you know what we need and we really need it. We thank you right now. We praise your name right now. We glorify and we glorify and lift our hands to you. And we say amen, amen, and amen. Put your hands together, God.
opportunity to visit all our uh, visitors that visit the sanctuary with us this morning. Stand here, feast so we can give you a personal and warm hearty welcome into the house today. So you visit with us, come on. Even if you visit with us the second time, come on, stand up so I can talk at you. Amen. Amen.
play around. You need to go to the polls and vote on Tuesday. So make sure your family, your friends, your neighbors, everybody, you know, come out and vote. It is mandated. It is a must. It's not time to be playing around. These are serious days we're living in. And we need to cast our votes and let our voices be heard. God be the glory. We are still collecting funds from you all, donations for Memorial University throughout the month, really. But we want you to um, please try and get your family and friends and neighbors to give a donation to our school, Florida Memorial University. So we're asking you this morning, if you don't have an envelope to take to a friend, you know many of you have already given, but you may have a family member or a friend or a neighbor or a co-worker, and you want to ask them for a donation, please see uh, Lady Jenkins. She has the envelopes available and just turn them in during our offering time. We will certainly appreciate it. As she stated on last Sunday, your names will be listed under New Jerusalem, where New Jerusalem will be listed under Seaboard uh, Missionary Baptist Association. Your names will appear in our souvenir, in the souvenir, the college's souvenir book for all of you who gave. So it is important that you give and give liberally. This is our school, and if we don't take care of you, who will? So we're thanking everyone in advance for your total cooperation. We're also asking, um, at the request of our youth director, Sister Brown, uh, Angela Brown, and she would meet, and the young people could meet with her about five minutes after the services this morning. She has some important information she wants to share with you, and that goes for the parents of those children as well. We thank you so much. I would like to go back and remind you of Florida Memorial, when you write a check, please make it payable to New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church, and we will write one check to uh, Florida Memorial. Thank you so very much. Uh, our scripture for today comes from Matthew, the 11th chapter and the 28th verse. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. To God be the glory back in the hand of Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's just say amen. 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 Now here's the good part. It's offering time. Praise the Lord. It's offering time. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's give back to God what he has allowed us to be able to give. Is that all right? Amen. 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 Let us pray on this offering. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we just want to say thank you, Lord God. We want to say thank you, Lord God, for first loving us and allowing us to be able to, and teach us to be able to give back to you that which you allowed us to give. Lord God, for we will not be selfish, Lord God. We will give back to you, Lord God, because we know all our help comes from you, Lord God. We look towards the hills from which come our help. And Lord God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us to be able to have what we have. Thank you for allowing us to be able to go places that we afford, couldn't afford to go. But because of your grace and mercy, Lord God, we just want to say thank you. Bless this offering, Lord God. Bless it, Lord God, so we can be a blessing to many others, Lord God. And be a blessing to our home church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
gracious God, our Father, uh, we acknowledge that we're blessed and that you know us and we know you. We know that it's not anything that we did ourselves, but because you made a reconciliation at Calvary. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church and the shepherd that she placed here in particular, and then the leadership that he has chosen. We pray that you will continue to uh, bless him with courage and uh, steadfastness, and, uh, that we all might uh, follow according to your will and your purpose. Uh, we're ready for a word now, Lord. And, yes. Uh, we know that you have one for us. Yeah. And we know that you have prepared uh, our pastor, your shepherds. Yes, sir. Uh, continue to uh, give it more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Continue to uh, make him more and more faithful in accordance with your will and your purpose. Yes. Bless us with listening ears, uh, not just superficial. Listen ears and proof that we have heard and we were understood by a change of lifestyle. Yes. Bless each of us. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Behold, to me thou hast give, given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. That's the customs of the day, y'all. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell, that word tell means count, the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. He counted it to him for righteousness. I'm going to put a tag on this text just simply. Walking with God by faith. Walking with God by faith. I'm going to take a seat in the presence of the Lord. Walking with God by faith. In this text, it talks about the father of the faithful. This patriarch of the Jewish people by the name of Abraham. Whose name was at first Abram, which means exalted father. And then he is named Abraham, which means the father of many nations. The text this morning, I want you to notice with me, New Jerusalem, how God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. He plants footsteps on the seas, and he rides on every storm. I'm an old school preacher, Deep, an old school man. I would still stay up and watch Leave It to Beaver, Goma Powell, Perry Mason, and the Twilight Zone. And Lady Jenkins, sometimes I stay up and I keep my eyes open. I'm watching the fugitives. I also get up early sometimes, deep. I watch me some Looney Tunes cartoon. Look out, look out. Balls Bunny, Elma Fudd, Daffy Duck. I don't need nothing crazy. I just want it simple and crazy. But there's one cartoon I like to watch. Because it has a theological message in the cartoon. It's entitled, Horton Hears a Who. Let's go back and you gotta be above 40 for this one. Horton is an elephant, y'all, who hears the people in Whoville in a speck of dust. And Horton takes this speck of dust and he protects it. He guards it with his life. And the other animals think that Horton has lost his mind. They think that he's crazy, so they tie Horton up. <clears throat> but the Who's down in Whoville come and rescue Horton from the other animals. Because Horton is not crazy. He's not lost his mind, Mother Thomas. He is just hearing a voice that others can't hear. And if you belong to the Lord, God will show you some things other people can't see. God will let you hear some things that other people can't hear. And they'll think something's wrong with you. To keep on trusting in what you don't have your hands on. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. 
You don't have to have it to shout over it. Only real shouters can help me get to this program here this morning because you don't have to really realize it yet in order for you to give thanks for it. As a matter of fact, you don't have to wait till the battle is over. You can give God the glory right now. You can shout right now. You don't have to have it in your hand. You don't have to be living in it. You don't have to be driving it. You don't have to be wearing it. You just need to trust God because God said it. God can bring it to pass. In our text this morning, Abram hears the word of the Lord. And this word from God revolutionizes his life. Let's listen in on this private conversation, y'all, between Abraham and God. So personal and private. It's in this, it's this conversation, it's almost impolite for us to listen in on it. But if we listen to it, there are some lessons we can learn about walking with God by faith. Look with me again in verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. After these things, can you share what things? The things in the text that the writer is talking about is about is in chapter 14. Abram has just won a great military victory. Abram has just returned from a great military victory against the kings that came to war against Sodom. They had captured Lot and all of Lot's possessions. But Abram got involved and God gave him the victory. But Abram was fearful now that the kings of the east will come against him and attack him. But God comes with a word of comfort for him and his fear. And all of us here who have, who have lived in the late length of time, there are times when you are fearful and nervous. You just can't put your finger on it. You don't know what it is. You don't know there's something in the air that's, that, that's a rise in your spirit, making a hair on your back rise on your neck. Something is telling you, telling you that something is off. And something is different. Something is about to go down. Something's about to happen. But when you are on the Lord's side, and God knows who you are, God gives you a peace that comes from knowing God. This is the first fear not mentioned in the Bible. Thank God it's not the last time God says, be not afraid. Fear not, Abram. I'm your shield and your great reward. I checked it out, Dr. Green. I've been in the book a little bit. There are 365 times in the Bible that God says, fear not. 365, fear not, in the Bible. One for every day of your year. So no Christian in here should not ever be nervous about what's going on in life. Because God has a fear for every day of your year. Yes, yes. And if you trust God, he will give you a peace that passes all understanding. People would not be able to understand how you still shout and you just lost your job. How you still giving God the glory and stuff still going wrong in your life. You have a peace in the midst of your situation. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Walking in Jerusalem is a calm in the midst of a storm. Peace is not the absence of confusion. Peace is just going to sleep when the world is going crazy. Peace does not mean there's no stress level in your life. Peace just means you put everything in God's hands. There's a peace that comes from knowing God. And in the same verse, there's a protection. 
In the same verse, there is a protection that comes from knowing God. The Lord was encamped about him. He preserved everything that Abraham possessed with a perfect protection day and night. Psalm 34 and verse 7, Dr. Cook says, The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him. Psalms 91 says, I'm in the book, y'all. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty, y'all hear me? Yeah. Shall hide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I put my trust. God is a very present help in the time of trouble. Psalms 27, y'all know it, says, The Lord, what? Is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Abraham has left home. He's left his family to follow God. But as yet, he has not seen the slightest hint of the promise that God has made to him. But God reminds him, listen, that the child of God who trusts God promises, even though you don't have it, you are not pitied, but you ought to be envied. You let people think that you have lost. Let them think that. Because Lot thought that because he had got the good ground, that Abraham had lost out. But Abraham had the problem, but, but Abraham had the problem, and when you got God's promise, even though you don't have what the world calls success, you are not to be pitied. You're not to be envied, but you ought to be envied. Stop hanging your head down and feeling sorry for yourself and act like God has forgotten about you. The devil is alive. God will take care of you in the midst of your situation. I'm talking about walking with God by faith. God is on your side and God will bring it to pass. If he said it, he will accomplish it. I need to encourage somebody here this morning. Stop letting the world make you think that you're foolish for coming to church. No, they're not they're, no, they're not foolish for going to the club. They don't think that. They're not crazy going to the crack house. They don't think that. They make you feel bad about coming to serve God and giving them some thanks, and then they're going to destroy themselves. But they're making you think you don't have good sense. What, let, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on serving God because I believe that serving God will pay off not after a while. Listen to me, dear fellow. Not after a while, God is doing some stuff for me right now. And I'm a benefactor of God's blessings right now. I'm a benefactor of what God is doing right now in my life. If you're fearful this morning, go home and go to bed. Put the covers up around your head. Get go to sleep at night. For all night and all day, God got angels encamped around us. To make you sure, listen, make you sure, listen, your enemies can see you, but they can't get to you. They know where you are. They would love to see you fall, but God got a hedge around you. God has a fence around you. Can I get the witness up here? He'll prepare a table before you, right in the presence of your enemies, and all they can do is watch you eat what God has prepared and put before you. He'll make a way out of nowhere. They want you to fall, but God is holding you up. Oh, yeah. They want you to fail, but God's got his hand on you. They want you to lose your mind, but God said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. That's Abraham's fear, that God deals with it in verse 1. He 
he deals with Abraham's fear in verse 1. Genesis 15, now get this out now. Genesis 15, 2 to 5, Dr. Jenkins, God deals with Abraham's future. Yes. Because Abraham in those verses say to God, I've been trusting you, God. I've been following you. I've been walking with you. And you promised me an heir. But an heir has not showed up yet. Yes. Eliezer is in my house. My servant is here. But I do not have yet the promised seed. Yes. Brothers and sisters, I want you to hear something. I want you to get the simplicity of God's promise. Yes. It's right here in these, in, in these verses. Let me show you the, the simplicity of God's promise. Abraham said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and no one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came back to him, saying, This shall not be thy heir. But he that shall come forth out of thy own Lord bowels shall be thy heir. Listen, faith in God, when it is real faith, is as simple as a child. It is childlike faith. Are y'all with me? To just trust God, even when you don't understand. Reason you can't shout this morning, I can tell you why y'all ain't shouting. The reason you can't get into church this morning, if you, if you couldn't, is because you're sitting here trying to figure out what you're going to do next week. You're worried about how things are going to turn out on your job. All right, is this going to go right for me or not? I, I, am I going to get fired? Are they going to, the trap they set for me isn't going to work. I'm going to lose that. Is this person going to unfriend me? Is somebody going to stop talking with me? Am I going to lose? Listen, stop worrying about all of that and put your faith in God. You need to start to walk with God by faith. As soon as a child puts their faith in their parents. Ah, uh, let me try to make sense of this, Lady Jenkins. When Tamika, y'all, back, it was not yet two years old. She loved me to pick her up and throw her in the air and catch her on the way back down. Are y'all hearing me? I said before two years old now. It never crossed her mind that I would miss. Every time I threw her in the air, she would scream for daddy to throw her back up in the air again. It never occurred to her that I would not catch her. Do you know why? Glad you asked me that question, church. Because all her childlike faith, Tamika, my daughter recognized, if daddy caught me yesterday, he gonna catch me today. Can I get a witness up here? He will never leave you nor forsake you. The same as with God, he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's faith. That's as simple as a child. That's the simplicity of God's promise. But the simplicity of God's promise ushers in the sovereignty of God's promise. God's promises speak about God's power. Yes. Brothers and sisters, before we exercise our faith, God has already put his plans into motion. Uh -huh. Before you can get to your problem, God's already set the answer. Now get this. I did not say God is trying to figure it out because God doesn't have to figure anything out. I wish I had a witness up in here. God is not scratching his head worrying about how he's going to solve your situation. If you exercise faith, the answer is on the way. Well, let me try to make a little bit sense of that. You remember when Abraham was called by God? You're going on, on Mount Moriah. And Isaac was walking with his father after yes. they told the servants to stay right here. Mm -hmm. He was walking with his father up Mount Moriah. Isaac says, Daddy, Daddy, I see the wood. Uh -huh. I see the fire. Come on. Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham says, My son, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. Now while Abraham was saying that, he had no idea what God was going to do. 
But while he was coming up on the rough side of the mountain demons, the answer was coming up on the other side of the mountain. Yeah. And when he got to his dilemma, the answer was already caught there in the bush. Can I help somebody here this morning? Just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And when you get there, God will do what he's supposed yeah. to do. Can I get a witness up in here? And you can come back to church next Sunday and shout, God will provide. Yeah. I need a witness right here under the Saturday yeah. where you can help me testify that I struggled all night long. Yeah. But when I got the next morning, God had already worked that thing out for me. Yeah. I didn't know how things were going to shake out, but God made a way out of no way. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to become of my child, but God fixed it for me. I didn't know how things were going to happen on my job, but God gave me a promotion instead. My enemies had set a trap for me, but listen to me. God will show you where the trap is and who set it, and God will also make sure they fall in the trap for you. God will show you where the ditch is and who dug it, and God will make sure they fell in it. I've seen God work mysterious things out of my life that I got myself in, brothers and sisters. Some things I should have been stuck in. Y'all ain't hear me. Members of your own family can't understand why you're so blessed. Why are you operating up here and they operating down here? Because you know something they don't know. You heard something they didn't hear. You saw something they didn't see. God will show you some things other people can't see or hear. God waited until Abraham since Abraham was in his old age. He was he was he wanted an heir. But God waited until he was an old man. By the time Abram says these things in chapter 15, he's 75 years old. That's old enough. But God waits until he's 99. God waits until he is dead sexually. God waits until there's no hope for an heir to come from Abraham's loins. Sarah is barren. There's cobwebs in her womb. God waits until she cannot have any possibility of getting pregnant. Then God sends possibility. Oh, y'all ain't feeling me. He ain't here this morning. You ought to know in here this morning that we are all pregnant with possibility. Are y'all hearing me? Don't you let the devil make you line up to the average. Don't you let the devil make you think that it's just going to be all right. But you, you need to trust God because you can't see it. Just because you can't see it, you need to trust God. Can I have somebody here today? You don't have to see it. If God said it, God will bring it to pass. You got, God will give you, listen now, I'll have to go there. God will give you, Sister Pharaoh, the desires of your heart. Or did I say it? Yes, I did. God will give you desires now, but you got to meditate on it. You got to put your trust in him. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I put my trust in him. All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait until my chain is come. Isaiah said, as thou not known, as thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Father, the creator of the ends of earth, there's no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faith, and them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint, Deacon Fellow, and grow weary. The young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up in wings like eagles, run and get, not get weary, walk and not faint. If you faint in the days of adversity, the Bible says, your strength is small. If you run with the footmen and they weary you, how should you contend with the horses? If you can't make it in the land where there's some prosperity, what you going to do, Deacon, say, when the Jordan overflow? 
Listen, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Abraham asked God for one heir. Am I in the book? He asked God for one heir. He asked God for a single heir. He was concerned about one. And God was getting ready to give him more than he can count. You limit your blessing by your capacity to receive. We limit our blessing by, we, 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 by our capacity to receive. Why do we have to, to, to ask God for small stuff? You are asking God for a Honda, and God got a Mercedes in mind. You asking God for a piece of man, help me somebody. And God told me to tell you, get rid of the bozo and get you a bow ass. You're crying over the divorce, but God said, you crying over the divorce, I just delivered you. You crying over stuff, God wants to get that little stuff out your mind. Stop being so small. You're asking, asking God for small stuff. Stop asking God for some big stuff. Because you know what? Because we serve a large God. You're too small-minded. Get away from small-minded people. Find some people who have some big prayers, y'all, who have big dreams, who have not yet, because they have not asked yet. God said, I can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, you can even ask or think. Abraham said, I need an heir. You promised me a son. God said, come out here and look up into the heavens. And as many stars as there are in the heavens, that's how many seeds you're going to have. Why ask God for one thing when God wants to give you everything? God has everything. God has everything in abundance. And he wants you to have it. He wants you to be enlarged and with all your faith to increase your capacity to receive so God can bless you. You remember Elijah in the Old Testament, this widow that's about to eat her little food and her son was going to die. Her and her son and the prophet Elijah went there and said, go get some vessels. And go get not a few, he says. She went and got some vessels, not one, some vessels. And the more vessels she got, the more oil she could pour. The more vessels she got, the more oil she could pour. She just ran out of oil because she ran out of vessels. The more vessels she brought, the more God increased the oil. You just got to bring more. If you want God to give you more, you got to come with more capacity. Stop whining and complaining when you're going through a little bit of scuffle and fight and, and, and hard time. God trying to strengthen you up for the blessing. Yes, yes, yes. He's trying to enlarge your character. You got to get your mind right so you can manage a lot more. Yes. I got to go through something to get something. My anointing costs something, y'all. It costs something. So I, 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 I wish I had a different principle and theology to give you. But guess what? When we get ready to go through something, this is what you do. You examine yourself. Lord, let me see. Did I do something wrong? I didn't know about If I did something wrong, bring it to my attention. Okay? He examined me. I prayed about it. I didn't do nothing wrong. So guess what? What God really what's in store for me now? He can really give me the hookup now. Because guess what? He get me ready for something. So guess what? I'm not praying for him to release me out of the trial. Because stop praying to God to get you out of stuff and you ain't finished with the class yet. Can I get a witness up here? I want God to keep me down when I go through the class. Dr. Jenkins, I'm too old to be taking classes. I don't want to take the class again. I want to go through the class, pass the class, and go to the next level. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. You promised me. She had more, the more vessels she had, the more oil flowed. We got to know that God has more than we can ask him for. Y'all yeah, right. with me? Now, when you leave church today, how do you know that you worship? You got to worship God like you got it all now. 
Can I get a witness? Let me work this thing. I, just give me a few minutes. You got to worship like you got to be God. Real worship, says Angela, you ought to be working up a sweat. Real worship gets animated. Real worship ought to be energetic and enthusiastic. Because you come here to watch me preach and to watch a choir sing. If I'm not preaching the word, if I'm preaching the word, you ought to be talking back to me. All yes, sir. All right. Yes, yes. If the choir is singing a song, you ought to be singing with the choir. Don't you let somebody else sing your song. If God has been good to you, you did not come here to watch the choir sing. You ought to be praising God for yourself. You ought to give God your best praise. And when you leave church, you ought to be tired because you caught up so much. Thank God for how good he was in your life. This verse number six. Here, check this out. Verse number six. I'm going to get in your way after this verse right here. Dr. Jenkins, he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. I want y'all to look at that verse because what this verse teaches us about Abraham's faith should be true about our faith as well. Uh -huh. Let's dissect verse 6. Let's autopsy verse 6 so you will be able to leave here with a working knowledge of what it means to really have faith and walk by God. Yes, yes, yes. In verse 6 he says, here it is again, and he believes in the Lord. The word in is significant in this text. Because now he just does not believe in the word anymore, but he believes in the Lord of the word. Y'all with me? It is very possible to read the word of God and not know the God of the word. It is very possible to bring to church an intellectual acceptance without an absolute trust in God. Yes. And anybody can intellectually accept, but if your faith is going to be real, you got to have absolute trust in God. In God. Abraham believed in spite of the obstacles. Brothers and sisters, what was the message that Abraham believed that gave him such confidence in this God? So much that God counted it as righteousness unto him. I have never ever been good in mathematics. Sister Phil, help me. That was my worst subject. I was good in English, I was good in science, and I was good in history. But math still gives me a problem. I still have to count my fingers every now and again. Math, math just baffles me. I never could get long division or short division, but I understand a little something about subtraction. That was something to do with how close the sermonic uh, presentation is. Yes. That's how I'm going to close this presentation. I'm going to get out y'all with but y'all want me to sit down. I can take it. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know it that well. Lady Jenkins, sit the fill in your account. But I know something about menu ends and subtrends. Can I get a witness in here? You have to be in sixth grade mathematics to understand menu ends and subtrends. A menu end is a number that you subtract from that number. A subtrend, which it equals a difference. In other words, eight minus three equals five. Eight is the menu end, and three is the subtrend. The difference is the five. A simpler way that my teacher taught me, son, you got eight apples. Uh -huh. Take three apples and you only got five left. That's the minimum minus a subtrend that equals the difference. That's how it works in arithmetic and mathematics, Sister Phil, but that's not how it works in God mathematics. A minimum minus a subtrend equals a difference. But in God's math, a minimum minus a subtrend equals a dividend. Yes. I still don't think I got that over you. What you take from God, a minimum, what you take, 
you take is a subterrain equals a dividend. In other words, y'all, whatever you take from God, that gives God, that God has not lost anything. Y'all right. with me? You gain everything. You still not shopping. You think that if God blessed me, that means that you can't be blessed? God, the same God that blesses me, has enough blessings to give to you. And he still has enough blessings to give to Reverend Jenkins. He still has enough give the blessings to give to all the deacons. Math don't, God don't do the same math we do. I trust God to handle all my affairs. I trust God to handle my future. I trust God with my grandchild. I trust God with my life. I trust God with this church membership. I trust God with my money. Everything that concerns me, y'all, I put it in God's hand, and he can handle it. He's able to do more with my situation than I can think. And I come to church and I shout like I already got it. And I get happy when I'm preaching. Even if you say amen. Notice, you don't have to say amen for me to get happy. I get happy because I'm getting the word too. Can I get a witness something here? I need somebody here to testify with me that if you don't have to wait till the battle is over, you can praise God right now. You just go ahead, shout right now, shout all the way, shout like you're driving home, shout like you're driving, shout like you're already living in it, shout like you already wearing it. You want to just give God glory because God has already made some promises. Are y'all hearing me? He's made some promises already. Isaac is not the promise I'm looking for. The promise I'm looking for, Dr. Jenkins, and I found his name is not Isaac. Can I get a witness in here? The promise I found came down through 42 generations. Born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, and was baptized in the Jordan. He performed miracles in the desert place, wept over Jerusalem, and prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. The promise that I looked for and I found is a man named Jesus. He's the stem of Jesse. He's the root of David. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of his peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we, the Bible writer said, all we like sheep have gone astray. And God has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Is there anybody here who found this Jesus? Then come on and help me talk about him. Help me talk about our friend called Jesus. He's the desire of nations. He's the day spring of Israel. He's a rock in a weary land. He's a shelter in the time of a storm. He's a friend when you're friendless. He's bread when you're hungry. He's a doctor in a sick room. He's a lawyer in a courthouse for the throne. He's a brother to the brothers and a father to the father. Y'all don't know, don't you? Y'all know what I'm talking about, Sister Alma. He's Adam's redeemer. He's Abel's vindicator. He's Abraham's sacrifice. And he is Noah's ark. He's Moses' burning bush. He's God's feeling, y'all, yeah? He's Joshua's courage. He's Samson's power. He's a rock in a weary land. He's water in dry places. He's of the valley and the bright and golden star. Can I make it personal, y'all? He's my friend that's sticking closer than a brother. When I'm all alone and I feel like I ain't making no wrong, he's my paraclete. He's my comforter. He comes and worships in the book and comforts me in the midnight hour. Yeah. Yeah. All he walked 
He will show you a large furnace of gold. There make ready. They went and found it as he had said. And when the evening was come, he sat down with his apostles. He said, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. But I will no longer eat of it until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of heaven.
our Lord's body. Our Lord's blood. Supper was ended. They went out of the eastern gate of Jerusalem, crossed through Kidron, and on through the Kidron Valley, and into the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus would often gather to pray. Sometimes Maybe with Peter, James, and John. Sometimes when they had fallen asleep on him, he'll pray to himself. I can hear him saying, Father, if this cup can pass from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Judas said, his culprits, his companions, were coming to treat Jesus in peace. They would take him. He did not allow Peter to defend him against what he was doing. When Peter cut off the servant of the ear, Jesus put it back on. Went judgment hall to judgment hall. And then the shepherd was smitten. The flock scattered. Even Peter that swore that he would follow Jesus even to his death. Curse as he warmed themselves at the end of his fire. But Jesus loved Peter. Yeah. He knew that Peter loved him. And afterwards he would repent that Jesus would forgive him. He would restore him. He, the Paschal Lamb, 
of which the Passover and the, all of the animals killed and the blood was shed, died one day. And a rail was rent from top to bottom. Yes. Show that it was from Jesus and not from man. Yes. He died. And the world was pretending like he still did. I know he's alive. Oh, yeah. But I can feel him right now. Yeah. down in my soul. Yes. Got up. I can hear Paul saying, First Corinthians chapter 15. If Christ is not risen, then we get in our sins. Those of us that have proclaimed the word found false witnesses. Yeah. We're not false witnesses. But Jesus is risen. Yes, he is. Even today. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 
and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us both now and forevermore. And let the church say, God has spoken. God has spoken.